Well, it's another episode here with Wake Up With KC. And today I want to talk about, you know, change, transformation. And is there a shorter way to, to our path in, in changing? And what does that look like? What is that experience like? And how can we do that? And today I have a very special guest joining us, Jenny Mannion. Jenny, welcome. I it's love so nice the artwork in the background. Thank you. Love the moon. Me <laughs> so. too. I get excited when there's a full moon. Yeah, we got a new one come. We got a good one coming on Tuesday too. So yeah, very exciting. Always good to be in phase and just in uh, sync with the moon. You know, full moon's always good for releasing new moon for calling new stuff in. So may as well embrace that extra power. Absolutely. And it's very energetic. You know, we are all, when you agree, we're connected to the sun, we're connected to the planets, we're connected to the moon energetically. Absolutely. And each other. <laughs> that too. And one dysfunctional family, that's what I say. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it is beautiful, but then in a way, there it's like pros and cons. Right. You and know, a journey. I mean, just like the journey to love ourselves, the journey to be able to love other people as they are and drop the judgment and just feel that connection. And there's discernment. We don't necessarily have to be around the people that we feel are highly dysfunctional, but there's just that love, you know, understanding that hurt people hurt people you know and really that unconditional love for all well wouldn't you agree that there is a misconception about love yeah there are a lot of misconceptions about love for sure absolutely yeah. because when we come into this planet this earth we're already being conditioned of what love is like what yeah. love's supposed to be how mm -hmm. it's supposed to feel you know, we're looking on the outside instead right. of inwardly. And it's a belief. It's a program. Yeah. And we're not taught to love ourselves first. You know, we're taught in the beginning that that's selfish or you're conceited or, you know, but really building that healthy foundation of self-love, uh, you know, knowing that, yeah, we're taught to treat other people you know, like we want to be treated, but treating ourselves that good too, you know, not repeating the negative programming that we might've heard from our parents or family or society, other, religion, yeah, society, relationships. I mean, really having, living life with the sense of always beginning anew, you know, like we're always learning, we're always learning, but always that deep forgiveness for ourselves too sometimes we can just be so hard on ourselves and repeat the one negative thing we feel like we said or did over and over to ourselves instead of embracing the beautiful things we did, the ways we re reached out to people or the ways we nurtured ourselves. Well, even like speaking with you right now, just something came up to me. It's like, yeah, religion is taught you to love one another, forgive, you know, right. others, but never forgive yourself or love yourself first. Yeah. It has to come first because we attract relationship based on our relationship with ourselves. If we feel like we're not worthy, we're going to attract people that kind of prove that to us over and over and over again. Well, so it really is that. about embracing our self-love. 
but we attract what we're programmed from yeah. our upbringing and it even goes back generational yeah energetically that's where energetic trauma comes in right right you know we have the opportunity to heal that generations back too with our own self-love and self-worth and and work it is little inner work you know healing doesn't always look pretty you know to come to these realizations but it's better than beating ourselves up and repeating the patterns the same patterns that didn't serve our you know our ancestors we can break that we have the power to break that and it does always come to that unconditional love and forgiveness and awareness is the most important thing because right now we have so many distractions you know and ways to self-sabotage ourselves we could dive into a number of different ways to self-sabotage really like being quiet and present and tapping into that that unconditional love we all have but that's usually not the voice that's running in our head no because the voice like there's two like part of the discernment that you mentioned earlier wouldn't you agree like there's a voice that is so loving, so compassionate towards you. That is a part of your higher self that's connected to divine source. But then there's that other voice, that negative. Yeah. You know, you talk about self sabotage the ego. Yeah. You know, so discerning and knowing that, okay, wait a minute. Here's this voice that I hear that's really loving and soothing and comforting. But then there's this other voice that, oh, no, you know, you can't do this. That's part of discerning. Right. Of connecting. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. We need to be able to connect to that higher voice, <laughs> not just react. Yeah, not just react from the past stories and hurts and limitations that we believe because we keep repeating them. I mean, we all do have the ability to tap into that unlimited unlimitedness of being that connection to all the ability to overcome the challenges that we've been repeating in our heads over and over again but it does take a different perspective and it does take love to really find that and quiet i mean that is the big thing quiet so many people are attached to their phones and laptops and you know every bit of communication all the time but really i mean i i tell my clients even in the shower find that time in the shower that can be your meditation time to just truly connect in, you know, with yourself, you're receiving the healing power of water at the same time. Like imagine the negativity going down the drain, like really get in touch with yourself, set those positive intentions for the day, be loving and kind to yourself, you know, give yourself something that you're grateful for, for yourself that you've done, you know, for yourself or other people. There's so many things we do in a day for ourselves and other people. We never give ourselves any credit. So, I mean, just like if we were to treat a, a, an animal or a child like that, that would be unacceptable. But we get away with it with ourselves because we're just not taught differently. So uh, now I know you, you're a bestseller, author, speaker, intuitive, and so much more. And you even wrote a book, you know, The Short Path to Success, mm -hmm. our short path to change. Mm -hmm. Which is success in itself. Success. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but how did you, or when did you discover that, you know, you were an intuitive healer? 
Well, I think the path really began with my own healing. I was sick for seven years. I was told I'd be in a wheelchair and I wound up healing myself in three weeks of all chronic illness. So that awoke me to really the power of the mind because all I did was put my attention on gratitude on the parts of my body that was were feeling good instead of the parts of my body that were hurting really switched my mindset which changed my energy which allowed for healing to come in so within three weeks i was healed and wanted to shout it from the rooftops like hey you can heal you can feel better you know and really started to apply that to different areas of my life and also just gain resources i love tools i love learning from a bunch of different people and resources and I think one of my gifts is really to be able to talk to someone and kind of know what tools they would resonate with, you know, and, but I believe we should all have a big spiritual toolbox because there are going to be times where we're like, no, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like, you know, setting intentions right now, or I don't feel like praying right now. So really having this big box of tools that we can pull from to support ourselves. So let me ask, cause now I'm curious from your, um, the conditions that you were in the chronic pain and whatnot. Did you discover that that was emotional, energetic traumas from the past and, and generational stuff that manifested in you? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a lot of this lifetime, you know, and I'm sure there were past things that were related to that as well. Um, but it is interesting. I call myself a recovering perfectionist, you know, as women too, we tend to want to do everything and be everything to everyone. So really that kindness to myself was something I really wasn't taught or wasn't very good at. I was always criticizing myself or not good enough. I had, you know, 20 things on my list and expected everyone to be crossed off. And, you know, at some point my body's like, nope, sorry, you know, you're not listening, you know? Okay, you know, it's not like our body's punishing us, but it's really trying to get our attention, you know, and I can look back and be like, oh, I got signs before I was really debilitated and not able to move, but I wasn't listening to the signs. You know, we usually just push ourselves harder. And even when our body shows us pain, our reaction isn't to be kinder to our body. It's to be like, oh, why is this hurting? And, you know, really dive into kind of the the agony of pain instead of, wow, my legs hurt. Let me, let me put my hands on them and send them love. Let me thank them for how they've supported me up until this point. Like we're not taught things like that, that really can change our cell structure. You know, our, our energy does contribute to the cells that are always being made in our body. So it just was so helpful to, to witness that firsthand so that I could give people other exercises, you know, create some and, you know, learn some that I could hand off to other people. Cause I don't feel like it has to be complicated. You know, I do feel like it can be a short path and it's just having these really short tools, easy tools that we could implement during the day. We don't have to be meditating for three hours a day. Like no one has time for that. You know, it's really just bringing yourself back to your awareness. How have you been talking to yourself for the last 10, 15 minutes, you know? What energy do you want to put out there? And yeah, just raising that mindfulness within is that's power. It's such power. And would you agree that now coming from someone that's empathic, I feel other people's pain. Yeah. You know, so I have to check like, wait a minute. I didn't have this a moment ago. I don't think this belongs to me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 
And I just send love and healing to, okay, wherever this came from, I, you know, I give it love and set it free. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and being a massage therapist, I use that empathic gift to tune in what was going on with my client when mm -hmm. I was massaging, you know, and yeah. then I would make recommendations and, mm -hmm. you know, give words of wisdom and whatnot. But a lot of times people don't even listen to that. They just want a instant gratification, instant temporary. It's like me putting a bandaid on something that, you know, you're going to come back. And I'm like, no, that's not how this exactly. works. You know, you got to pay attention to your body because your body's communicating to you how something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. But we're used to the doctors giving us a pill to grant that temporary relief instead of the true healing. You know, I mean, your body, like you said, you have to listen to your body. Your body's communicating to you. You're not in balance. Hey, you know, hey, it's raising its hand. Hey, something's off here. You know, I need love. You know, I need balance. I need attention. So, you know, I love the chakra system for that because and I know massage, you know that well, you know, too, like really understanding that deep energetic connection to our, ener our energy centers. They're our communication center. They can tell us when things are off. So being able to, I wish that was taught, you know, in first grade, getting, you know, getting people to know about that. So they'd had that power. And it, that's been around forever to like, what, 3,000 to 5,000 yeah. years, Reiki. That's the Eastern Hemisphere teachings. Yeah. And there's ancient writings about it. Yeah. It might've been in a different language. You, I mean, there's, energy healing in India and, you know, Asia parts. And, you know, it's fascinating to me when I started, you know, understanding about Reiki and where it came from. Mm -hmm. And even there is a great teacher uh, that is in a great book. It's called the Bible. He actually traveled to India and mm -hmm. Asia to learn about energy. Right. And he went to That's omitted though. <laughs> Anyway, that's omitted from the Bible. <laughs> yeah, and then to discover that he went to Egypt to, yep. to study about reincarnation. Yeah. You know, he actually lived there, had a wife, had kids. Yeah. You know, so that like awakened me to, mm -hmm. wait a minute, hold up a second. You know, there's more you know, to this, then meet the eye kind of thing. And that's when I was at a certain part of my life, it wasn't so much as pain like you experienced, but mine was, you know, the repeated patterns of abuse in a relationship, you know, and having kids and getting so frustrated and depressed. And like, is there, is this all there is to life? Because I don't mm -hmm. want to be here then. Right. You know, and I got like to the point where I was adamant, angry, and almost like, this is it. You know, I want the truth now. I'm done with this bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, even with religion, because it was telling, like, I was getting contradiction in feelings and experiences that didn't line up. And I was like, mm -hmm. there's something not right with this scene, this picture whatnot so i want to know the truth now mm -hmm. and that's when the like i guess the energy shifted and mm -hmm. then people started showing up dr joe vitelli um carol tuttle 
Margaret Lynch, you know, EFT, um, NLPs, and, you know, I can still remember Dr. Joe Vitelli telling me, you know, ask the question, question everything. Mm-hmm. You have been doing it all along, mm-hmm. but you were shut down, you were told yeah. this and that. And we are when we're a kid. When mm-hmm. we start questioning things, but then we're taught, oh, you got to honor and, and obey oh, yes. your parents and you don't disrespect them. And there's a confusion about that because you're not being disrespectful. You're actually honestly questioning things. Yeah. You know, all because I said so, or this is how it is. This is the word of God and you got to obey it. Da, 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 da. And I think now going back that that's a lot of the issues that human beings deal with. Mm-hmm. They have a misconception of who they are. They're yep. confused about their identity and they're confused about who they should be and being their authentic self. Mm-hmm. They don't know who their authentic self is because no. it's been so buried for so long. Oh, yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah. And one of the ways I tell my, my clients to really connect to that is what brings you joy. Because when we connect with what brings us joy, you know, we were talking earlier about the water, you know, like being near the water or, you know, dancing in your living room or singing top of your lungs, like what, or, you know, anything type of artistic expression, like what brings you joy that connects you back to your soul that connects you back to your authentic self without the judgment, without those, you know, comments, if you can connect to that flow, you know, and state of being you get more of that. You can remember. It's always like that remembering. Oh, right. When I was a child, before I was shut down, I did love doing that thing or I did feel connected to that. Right. And you have a thing about reawaken. Yes. Can you explain that? Because I do feel like when we're little, we're connected to everything, but we're slowly shut down by by society and our community, by our family members, by our early relationships, friendships that even little kids, they're mean to each other. (laughs) Even things they say to you can like shut you down. But it really is this reawakening to remember who we are. You know, we are unlimited. We are unconditional love. I know a lot of us have been exposed to conditional love in our lifetime, but we can connect to that unconditional love, you know, that our higher self feels for us that is available, you know, but it's just not, I mean, when I started teaching about love and awareness, it was interesting to me. I had a very loving mom. That is not the case with most people. And I started seeing a lot of people that had a lot of trouble connecting to unconditional love. And it would be telling them, connect with your dog, you know, connect with your favorite pet you had growing up, connect with that place in nature, connect with something that you love to do. Because not everyone did have a grown up to look to for that. Most people did not. No, and that that's the sad part. But However, I've discovered that, well, that was their soul journey to experience that. And just because, you know, there was, um, I remember hearing somebody talk, he goes, and he said, you know, just because you, you came into this earth with, from this mother and father, it doesn't mean that 
you have to have a relationship with them. Right. You know, they gave birth. You decided to come in and have this as your father, this mm -hmm. as your mother to come into this earth. That's it. Right. And I was like, wow, that's a, a, a interesting perspective to look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, and then learning and discovering that, you know, that he, dysfunctional, the, the beliefs, the programmings that a lot of the parents, because of how they grew up mm -hmm. and the generational stuff, Absolutely. it, I'm just like, wow, you know, it, it's a true eye opener and awakening to the awareness. Like, wow, I see, cause we see movies of good loving periods and all that. Mm -hmm. And then you're in an environment that's very abusive. You, you know, well, that looks better. Right. Why am I, then you question yourself, well, why am I not having that? Why am I dealing with this? Mm -hmm. Why am I getting hurt from these people? Why is there abuse? You go, it's like a process of connecting in, in that discernment. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? It is the discernment. And you touched on an important part. Like if your parents were abusive, guaranteed their parents were abusive, you know, and they didn't have whatever it took, whether it be the tools or the self-love or self-worth to change that general generational pattern there, you know, the wherewithal. I love the Deepak Chopra quote, we must realize everyone's doing the best they can from their own state of consciousness, you know, so that deep understanding can allow you to put it into perspective and have compassion for them too, because you have a lot of clients that were abused and in 99.99% of the cases, their abuser were, was abused too, you know, and they didn't heal, you know, so they took it out on the next person. That was their feeling of control. So yeah, it is the discernment and knowing that you are, you might've had to grow up with whatever, you know, you might, your first romantic relationship might've been one that did not suit you at all, but you can learn from that experience and you don't have to take abuse over and over again. You have to love yourself enough to look at the people around you. Are these people, people that inspire me? You know, are these people, people that I connect with on a really on a joyful level, you know, and I don't feel drained after being with them. And yeah, discernment. I mean, can I deal with this person in my life for one hour every year, you know, like for a visit just to check in? Or, you know, can I talk to them on the phone once a month instead of every day? You know, I mean, how does it look for you where it feels safe, where you can put some healthy boundaries in place? And sometimes it's not at all. Some people we do have to let go of our, in our life. And that was probably one of the hardest lessons on this path for me, because there were friends that I thought I would have forever, you know, but as we grow and evolve, we have to show up for ourselves. And I do believe like, if that person isn't serving us, us showing up for them is going to be in resentment or not from our highest, you know, conditional, it'll be from conditional love, not unconditional love. So it's better to part with love, you know, and wish people well, but understand like we, we decide who we surround ourselves around. And it's important that we feel inspired. This is, we're living through a great change right now. You know, we really need that support and that love. And there are a lot of other loving and supportive people out there that need that as well.
Right. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's okay to disassociate, cut yeah. the cord. It you is. Know, even if it's a parent, even if it's a sibling. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'd rather be with people that are uplifting and supportive of who yeah. I am as my true authentic self. Right. And to be around someone that's going to constantly judge, criticize, mm-hmm. put me down, uh, not allow me to be me. Right. And I feel that is the true freedom. Because once yeah. you do it, oh my God, the freedom. <laughs> it is like a huge weight has been lifted. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, at a point in a phase in my life, like, you know, we hear that saying, like, well, I don't care what people think of me anymore. Mm-hmm. But we were told growing up, you should care what people Absolutely. think about you and how you're dressing, how you're behaving, how you're talking. You know, you shouldn't do that. Right. And I'm like, now I'm like, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be me. Yeah. I'm free to be me. Yeah. I'm going to speak my truth express myself the way I feel Mm -hmm. to express myself. I love that. That's perfect. That there is nothing better we can do for ourselves than to reconnect with, you know, reawaken that authentic self and live from that space. And you're going to attract the people to you that love you from that space and the people that get triggered by you. Well, then that's their story, you know, or that's more about them than about you. Yeah, and I look at them and I'm like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Good luck with that, you know? <laughs> you know? And then it's a lot of times it's even harder when you, you know, because we grew, grow up, you know, as children wanting to appease our parents, right. you know, get validation from our parents, mm-hmm. you know? And that's another program is because then you got – you know, the competitiveness, that energy of competing to always, you know, go, 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 thrive, you know, get that success. And then, you know, looking for that approval Mm -hmm. from our parents and not getting that. And that puts a wound on us. That's also another trauma. It does. And it, it's like, I want to help waking up people. That's why I started this podcast mm-hmm. and getting people to start thinking about, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why you struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start struggling in your spirituality. You're going to start struggling with every aspect, finance, career, relationships, right. everything starts to be out of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that too. It, it has to begin with you, you know, and there is a lot of unlearning and undoing when we recognize that because we all have suffered trauma. We all have been told not nice things to ourselves or said not nice things to ourselves for a long time. We've repeated those negative messages. And the beautiful thing is, you know, again, the short path, it doesn't take, say you've been repeating these things for 30 years, it's not going to take 30 years to undo it. You know, it's really that consciousness around it is that freedom, you know, and I love that you mentioned all those ways, EFT, NLP, like there are so many modalities. There are so many tools available now that people can tap into to begin this change, you know, and be gentle with themselves 
during this. And also I do say to invite that joy into because the personal development journey, spiritual journey can be hard sometimes because it can feel like we're always judging ourselves and there's always more layers to, you know, to take off and to heal. So having fun along the way, you know, really what does bring you joy, giving yourself permission for that every single day, inviting that in. And it's a way to affirm that life is okay here. You know, as, as crazy as it might've been up until this point, there are things that I find beautiful and wonderful on this planet. And I'm going to tap into that every single day. Yeah, because energy goes where attention flows or yeah. energy flows where attention goes. Yeah. And there's like so much negativity, even with social media, the news media, you know, even, you know, TV shows. And it's like, okay, I have to make a decision. Well, I decide to see exactly and hear because it goes in here. Yeah. So if you're trying to reprogram and have that change, you have to decide what are you going to take in? What are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus continually on the negative? Because that's like spreading cancer, to be honest. Or are you going to decide to limit and focus on the positive, the right. beauty, and, you know, getting your joy. Cause I believe in, you know, and I, I'd like to get your feedback on it. When we start doing that individually, we yeah. are also doing it collectively. Oh yeah. And we are shifting the energy of our planet mm -hmm. earth that we live on. Cause we are connected to that energetically. Absolutely. I believe that. And there's a ripple effect. We can see it in our own life. We know if we have kids, if we show up in a good mood or a bad mood, or if they show up in a good mood or a bad mood, we feel it. You know, we feel it in every pore of our being. And especially as empaths, you feel it even more. But if you start to spread that joy and the awareness of love and kindness and that connection, you feel that too, you know, and it is needed at this time as we do see a lot of, you know, things trying to separate us and make us more fearful. Like we need to make that conscious choice every day. You know what? No, I'm embracing love, you know, and I'm choosing to feel okay. And I'm choosing to do things that support me and maybe are kind to the people around me too. And really spreading that, you know, it does, it is, it's critical. I feel like for the planet at this point, and I am so grateful for podcasts like like yours that are showing this you know sharing this information is really important it is and i had there's this one great mentor that i truly no longer present on this earth but dr wayne dwyer well mm -hmm. he was just like you have a choice you could be the host of god or a hostage to your ego it's your call you know mm -hmm. and i'm like no i want to be the host of god I am God, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and he teaches like you are God mm -hmm. in this form, mm -hmm. you know, and I try to teach, you know, we are all divine spiritual beings, yeah. sexual beings inside a human being. Mm -hmm. We are so powerful, but we have to wake up from the teachings and the programs that we are powerless, yeah. you know, stop praying or putting God in control as an outside source when the source is already in you. Right. 
praying from some kind of desperation or something to, you know, where we are the powerful being, we have to be open and in gratitude and in love to really receive that guidance, receive that connection. Because and, if we're always in fear, we're always separating ourselves. And it changes the biochemistry in our body to be in survival mode 24 seven. We're not, we were not created to be that way. Right. That's what that contributes to sickness and disease. Yeah. And Dr. Joe Dispenza said it perfectly. And Greg um, Braden and Dr. Bruce Lipton. I love my all three, those people you just named. <laughs> they're like my three musketeers. I love yeah. those three. I, love I, I so look forward to one day being at a round table with those three men. Oh, that's pretty awesome vision. Yep. You know, it's just like, hey, what about, you know, and Dr. Joe teaches on this. He goes, uh, and, and Greg and them, they're like, feeling is the language to the soul. Mm -hmm. It's not so much words. Right. Right. Because even and, when you talk to yourself, it's the feelings that those words give you. Like if you're saying, if you do something and you're like, I'm so stupid, how does that make you feel? Mm -hmm. You know, it is the feelings that really inform the cells, inform everything. And that's part of the rewiring yeah. is changing the way you feel. And uh, even though, you know, there's some takeaways from, you know, that Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, it, even though it's been so corrupted and interpreted and edited so many times, but there are some takeaways from oh, yeah. it. And one of them is your thought, mm -hmm. you know, your imagination. How in the world do you think a lot of what we see today came from one thought? Somebody imagining that yeah. God being in that human being mm -hmm. that created this thought put a feeling, an emotion, energy in motion to that thought right. and into action. Yep. What a man thinketh in his heart, so it be. Yeah. You know, and just like checking in with yourself. How am I feeling today? What am I thinking? Mm -hmm. And what am I feeling? Is it lining up to who I want to become, mm -hmm. what it is that I want to do, and what it is that I want to have in my reality, in my world. Yeah, that's perfectly said. It is perfectly said. And the more we check in, the more power we have, you know, the more, the less we distract ourselves and the more we're actually present and checking in if you need to set an alarm on your phone for every hour to, for a check-in do that like whatever it takes but you know especially like the morning before you you know before you get out of bed nighttime before you sleep the shower those are all like power times to really start paying attention to what we're putting into our head what we're feeding ourselves non-stop i have a, a playlist called winning the morning so when i get up <laughs> i get my coffee and, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is, you know, I smoke cigarettes. So I go outside, put that playlist on and start reprogramming, rewiring 
and mm -hmm. what intentions and getting that good vibe feeling and how I see my future self coming into my present now, mm -hmm. you know, and it starts my day. Love that. Yeah. It is so important how you start your day. Because a lot of times it's just already people are projecting, oh, no, this is going to happen. And I have to do this. It's the to-do list. And it's the worry. Yeah. Yeah. If you're constantly thinking about what happened yesterday and, you know, three months from ago, six months ago, yeah. last year, you're living in the past. Dr. Joe Dispenza is very adamant. Like, mm -hmm. you get out of when you start thinking about, what you coulda, shoulda, you know. Oh, what yeah. No coulda, woulda, shoulda. Even from traumas. Mm -hmm. Like being in a, you know, uh, an accident or having an injury, staying mm -hmm. in that woe is me, this happened to me yeah. kind of mentality. Yeah. But we're not taught to love ourselves and be compassionate with ourselves during that time. You know, I know that like my mom passing was like one of the toughest things I ever had to deal with because I loved her so much but and she was my best friend but it was interesting about a year after her passing I suddenly said to myself like Jen I'm so sorry for your loss you know and everything switched it's like that com deep compassion for yourself and love for what you've gone through and yeah just like we would offer someone else like if it was a friend something happened to we show up and we're there without judgment and love but how do continually tapping into that unconditional love for ourselves and being the best support we can, you know, with compassion. Again, we know if it was a pet or a child, you know, or someone else, we would give them that. And we know if we don't, the result would be, you know, an abused animal or, you know, an abused child. But yet we do that to ourselves over and over again. So how do we reprogram ourselves to be our best friends, to show up for ourselves even if we feel like we said or did something, you know, that we, you know, we learn. The best thing is we get to learn and experience and choose next time to maybe be a little more present. So we aren't reactionary and we do things differently. But yeah, it's so many people do get stuck in the past, but that just means you're, re you're giving yourself permission to relive it over and over again and not create the new. Right. And then, you know, from because I love studying and researching history, and it's you know what, I, and I'm still learning, and it like things are showing up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that so makes sense. Kind of moments, you know, mm -hmm. I call them God realization moments. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like history does repeat, if you don't learn your history, you're destined to repeat it, and a lot of what we're we ex we are experiencing today, it happened thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, it just took on a different form from energetic, mm -hmm. emotional, energetic traumas. Mm -hmm. And once we can wake up to, oh, wait a minute, you know, uh, this happened so many years ago and it feels like it's happening now again. It's just a different time period. Uh, people look different now than mm -hmm. compared uh, to then. And it's like, you know, even, you know, with death and whatnot, like I lost my dad and I know that pain of, mm -hmm. you know, and I was just now reconnecting that father daughter relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through, um, 
moment and, and remembering of, hold up a second. You know, he came and it was time for him to go. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what, the soul, when the soul's ready to mm-hmm. leave this earth, it doesn't matter what happened to that being. Right. It was time. It happened. Mm-hmm. And you might not understand the reason why, mm-hmm. but just because they left the physical realm mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're not in the invisible realm. Oh, that no one talks about mm-hmm. the invisible realm, the spiritual realm. So I'm like, now I had to tell myself, I'm like, well, now he could be with you 24-7 if you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the signs, the synchronicities that mm-hmm. I was receiving when he left this earth, it was mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> All right, Dad, you know, thanks, Dad. You know, it's just certain things that resonated with me on the mm-hmm. truth that they're always there. Yeah. And whenever you need a reminder, like to a reminder, yeah. the sign shows up. Yeah, yeah, to him, yeah, or her, whatever yeah. be they show up, they do in the most loving way, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, okay, so now when you know there's been so many traumas and deaths lately that I we can't help but seeing oh, the news, but whatnot, and I was like, wow. And how I was like, okay, I'm going to be an observer, but being empathic, feeling that pain, that right. loss, the grief mm-hmm. and everything. I was like, okay, I want the truth about this. Mm-hmm. But in this day and time, you know, these young little souls and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, what is the purpose of this? Mm-hmm. You know, and... You know, what came to me is during the chaos, and yes, there's things that happen to us individually, but mm-hmm. there's a collective. Oh, aspect. yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, this is a hard pill to swallow. But in order to bring, it's like letting something old die. Yep. And clear space for something new. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and it's, it's like a sacrifice. Yeah. So how many times have you seen in history things yeah. like that that took place? It was because collectively those souls came just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. To bring light. Right. To bring compassion to bring unconditional love mm-hmm. yeah to touch people that maybe you weren't aware before weren't paying attention before you know to really yeah tap into that consciousness and and that deep compassion and love yeah and what a what a huge sacrifice and how beautiful that is you know although it is painful too you know but again tapping into that unconditional love i love what you said about your dad, like really knowing that 
they're always here. It's just a different level of consciousness. And when we recognize that it's a whole lot easier to deal with, obviously we missed the hug, the, you know, whatever the physical, but it's letting go of that and allowing for that new relationship to be formed. Yeah. And it's just like, so like, cause knowing and remembering certain aspects now of what it's like to be in that soul form, how many times I've been here, right? you know? Um, so what is it like? Where did you go today, dad? You know, did you go <laughs> to, you know, cause there's so many dimensions on that mm -hmm. other side, mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of people like I, you know, cause I even question about the light, mm -hmm. you know, go to the light. Right. But now it's like, wait a minute, that light is part of my connection. Cause I am light. I'm just a particle of that big light. So in order to fully connect to like that other part of me, mm -hmm. it's like, it only makes sense to go to the light. Right. And it's like going back home and it you enter through this true meaning of everything, knowing everything and experiencing something even more amazing. Mm -hmm. And then you like, you, you could stay in that form, your true authentic form, which is unlimitedness, mm -hmm. powerful, changeless. Yeah. And it's like, wow, if people could wake up to this, you know, and now I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's these souls that are like, seem like they're earthbound and they're reliving their past from whatever time period they're at, walking around the gravestones and the cemeteries and whatnot, walking around houses and, you know, and whatnot. I'm like, they're still connected to the earth too so how do we change that and help them go to the light mm -hmm. so i'll help change the earth too like those are one of my questions that i like recently started asking i'm like well wait a minute if we're connected energetically so are they even though they're on the invisible realm mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that one yeah, I mean, I well, some of the work I do, like with the Akashic Records is, you know, connecting with those spirits and helping people like I'll do property clearings where I'm connecting and helping people pass over again with with the greatest intention, like of just people being at peace. I mean, that really is it. We just want everyone at peace and comfortable where they are and on the planes that they're on. Um but I do feel like we can do that. We can tap in. We can, you know, ask how we can help, how we can be of service. Me and my daughters, I don't know if you remember this show, The Ghost Whisperer. I don't actually, wait, that sounds Jim familiar. Who was in that? That what, Kim Love It? Kim Who It Love It or something? Yeah. Wow. Yes. I forgot me about that one. We in on that show and we were like, man, and they were looking at me like, mom, is that your gift too? And I'm like, I don't know, but that's interesting. I resonate <laughs> with that. And I so wanted to go and do that. Wow. You know, go to the light. I actually did that to a cemetery just recently <laughs> in Georgia. 
I was just like, go to the light. It's so much better. <laughs> Can you hear me now? You know, like, just go to the freaking light. There's no fear. You're forgiven. Don't worry about it. Just go to the light. <laughs> and the people that I was with, um, actually, I was with my son celebrating his, his, to me, it was his first birthday. He turned 35. And he just shaking his head. He goes, yep, that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so he got tickled at me. I'm like, I'm just telling the truth. That's all, you know, I can tell you. Is, this is my truth. I need to help them get to the lot, you know. <laughs> but it is, it is fascinating. And now I'm like a little kid, just curious. Yeah. You know, and in wonder and in awe and life is a mystery. It's also mm -hmm. a journey and an adventure. Yeah. When you look at things that you experience now, it's like the, it doesn't hurt so much. It's mm -hmm. now I look at it like, okay, what, what am I learning from this? Right. The opportunities were offered in every, I mean, we can dive down deep into the self-pity and the rabbit hole, you know, but that doesn't serve us, you know, or we can see the opportunity in it and, and get some love and lessons from it and be compassionate with ourselves to help ourselves through it instead of just sinking and, you know, admitting defeat. Like we're never defeated. There's always a way out. It's just really tapping into that unconditional love. And if you need to ask for support, there's plenty of support. You need to learn some more tools. I'm all, I'm like you, I'm constantly grabbing more tools and learning more tools, but there's always hope and there's always unconditional love. And that's really, yeah. I mean, what people need to tap into now and feel now is they're not alone. Even if you've been isolated, you're not alone. You know, there are ways to feel better. There are ways out of your situation and yeah, I mean, we all have these there, you know, if you have Wi-Fi connect or, you know, you, there are ways you can learn to feel better. Yes. And, and to transform your life and yeah. finding your true authentic self. I think there's, you know, there's coaches, there's, you know, intuitive mm -hmm. healers like you, um, energy worker, light worker, healer, like myself and channeling, you know, um, I find that fascinating. That's one of my my spiritual gifts is channeling, but I'm channeling in ancient languages mm -hmm. from ancient civilization, highly evolved beings, if mm -hmm. you want to call them ETs, you know, connecting with them because they're there too, mm -hmm. you know, trying to help like be our spirit guides, our guardian angels, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them. You know, there are those that are really want to help humanity and help the planet. Right. Yeah, I do feel like that, too. We have so much support, but we're not taught how to tune into that. You know, it's no. really like we're felt we're told we're separate and we need to do this alone. And, you know, you're weak if you ask for help. But it's the opposite of what's true. You know, oh, so you're asking help from an outer source, like a savior, which is a program right you are your own savior you yeah. need to save yourself yeah and how can you help others if you don't help yourself first right how can you love somebody else if you don't love yourself first right 
but we're not taught that. It is a relearning and a remembering because, yeah, I mean, on the plane, they tell the moms to put on their masks first, you know, and that can seem counterintuitive, but it is, we need to help ourselves first. And we do reflect, we get that reflected back to us a hundredfold. You know, when we feel good, we meet the people that reflect that back to us and we have fun and fulfilling relationships and yeah, life just gets a whole lot easier, but it does begin with us and that self-worth knowing we are worthy of a life that has good relationships and good finances and a good career and good physical health, good emotional health. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people feel like, I don't know if one thing's going right in their life, everything else needs to be wrong or the other shoe's going to drop, but really understanding we are meant to live life, you know, in flow and easily, but yeah, there's some deprogramming that needs to happen. Oh, yeah. Whole, yeah. A whole lot of just self-love. Well, deprogramming to become aware of. Yeah. You know, some people will call it the matrix, mm -hmm. you know, or reality. You know, we create our own reality. Mm -hmm. And if you're buying into that negative, you're going to continue creating yeah. that negative reality. Right. And for women, I feel we all need to wake up. Mm -hmm. Because we've been suppressed long enough. We've been through enough. It's time to wake up, take our power back, and make a difference and an impact for not just for us, but right. for the future generations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's the time of the divine feminine, that more intuitive nature, leading with love instead of leading with strength, that brute force and strength. Well, you know, it's a different kind of strength. It's that inner strength, plus it's that love. And intuitiveness. The nurturing, the yeah. caring that's innated already in us. That's mm -hmm. why we were created to give life into this earth. <laughs> yeah. That is the one of the most precious gifts that we were given. Yeah. Not just for sexual pleasure, but to also bring life. Mm -hmm. Granted, our sexual pleasure gives us even more power. Sure and does. loving and way. that's about receiving too being women being tuned in enough to receive that love and receive that pleasure and feel deserving of that pleasure because there are a lot of women that are shut off there too you know because of bad experiences or feelings abuse, of guilt. sexual abuse yeah right? yeah and yeah. i think that to me that that's like a propaganda you know, to keep us from tapping into our true power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I've been there, done that, seen the movie, got the t-shirt, burned that shit a couple <laughs> times, and I'm still going strong. Like, that is not going to stop me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just, I love having these kind of conversations. Yeah, me too. I'm so grateful you invited me on. I'm so grateful to be here with you. So you have, um, I think I posted your book and you have workshops available too. Is that correct? 
I do have workshops. I recently started another women's group. I've led women's groups on and off for 10 years. Um, yeah, I have some online classes. I have an online community where I offer Oracle readings and uh, monthly free energy healing, as well as, yeah, I do coaching and mentoring, Akashic readings, shamanic work. I really just like help. I love giving people tools so they can continue to help themselves and tap into that unlimitedness of being. Just keep tearing off those layers and, you know, making, freeing themselves more and more to really be their authentic self. I would love to have Akashic uh, reading from you. That's oh, interesting. I love that work. Yeah. And again, it's, it's tapping into, okay, what are some of our blocks and restrictions that we've experienced maybe over and over again, you know, from past lifetimes, from this lifetime, but giving ourselves permission to remove that, that conscious permission, you know what, I'm over this, you know, and what the Akashic readings can do is show what karma might be running or what contracts might be in place. And that ability to be like, yeah, I'm ready to remove this, you know, so when I do a reading, I'll give someone information. Sometimes it's like a six to 12 page report, but then there's also a prayer, a 21 day prayer. So they can, okay, I'll ask my guides and their the guides to do the clearing, but it's really that power is in the 21 day prayer of them saying, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready to release this. And I've seen physical manifestations. I know when I got, had mine done, it was a real spiritual awakening for me. So it really is whatever you're looking for, you know, whatever you're ready that next layer again, I love all these tools, <laughs> you know, I'm so grateful. There's all these modalities, but that is one I've been doing for about, I think 13 years. I'm passionate about. And it's an ongoing journey really to yeah, go sure through the, the healing and the learning and yeah. it raises your consciousness to yeah. a whole nother, like some people call it Christ consciousness, mm -hmm. you know, and Wow, I'm impressive. It, I'm just totally impressed with you and and what you're doing to help make a difference and an impact. It's it's truly an honor, and I'm so Thank grateful you. to have this experience in this moment with you on my show. Thank you, Jenny, so much. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you. I loved our conversation. I could talk to you forever. Thank you. I know, right? I, I'm really <laughs> to back to now. It's like I'm in a, another member of my family. <laughs> yes, I love that. Sending much love. Yes. Hold on one second, all right? Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. What an informative and enlightful interview that I've had. If you want to know more, I'm curious more, then please reach out to Jenny. All her information is there for you to help you along your path of healing, uh, your purpose, you know, whatever it takes to bring change in your life that you need right now. So you never know who I'm going to get on this show. So you got to stay tuned. And makeup and skincare is provided by pharmacy and jewelry provided by Pretty Bling Boutique. So if you want to know more about that, just click down the links below. Until then, stay tuned for more of Wake Up With KC.